the way it's always been, how it's always going to be. I don't believe that. Unspeakable violence has been perpetrated all over the world. Invariably, it's an us-against-them battle. People standing on their differences and believing that their own perspective is the one that must win the day. We've tried this for somewhere between five, well, at least five or 10,000 years. Think we can try something else? I don't believe we can last for always to make it always be this way if that's the way that things remain. And once again, the responsibility of doing the difficult, cutting-edge work probably rests with us if it's going to get done. That's scary, huh? Because unlike just about all other groups of people, I believe our tradition places us in the position to see the need and gives us opportunities to develop the necessary skills to fill that need. Or at least begin to. All manner of storms are swirling around us in the world. And I'm sure in one way or another, that's always been true. But these storms are now. And these challenges come with the storms that are now. I know that solutions for many of them must be reasoned out carefully. But this morning I want to share what I see to be a critical piece of the puzzle, one that's far in far too short supply because it requires transcending what one might understand to be one's own interest. I'm quite sure many of you know Albert Einstein pointed out that we cannot solve problems with the same sort of thinking that created them or from which they were created. If we find ourselves thinking that our thinking, our thinking, is beyond that which created the problems, then I would suggest we're missing the point. Human thinking, including that of the greatest philosophers, scientists, and thinkers of all time, have brought us here, has brought us here. The dichotomy that exists on every issue is built into the system such that it's a part of the level of thinking that created the problem. 
It does not matter how smart any of us are, how experienced. I think what's required is that we get a longer view. Just a couple of weeks ago, a man who had pastored the oldest black church in Shreveport, um, Reverend Webster Curtis West, passed away. He had been at that church for 21 years. It's Antioch Baptist Church on Texas Street. I'm sure that many of you have seen it, if not all of you. Um, I was at an event at that church one time that the city of Shreveport was hosting, trying to help people understand um, some plans they were making for the text for the Texas Commons and and the big plans they had for making the neighborhood a better place, and they weren't seeing the the presenters of the ideas were not understanding the concerns of the people they were presenting it to. They weren't using language that was in any way comforting, even though it was, it was delightful and, and um, exciting. It was not embracing the people who had the most to lose. And I saw Reverend West select language that both sides could hear, And make everyone in the room feel better. What a gift. While I believe that all of our efforts for justice and all of our expressions of compassion are good and necessary ways of faith, living our faith, We must often listen to our hearts. And the heart I'm talking about isn't necessarily our passions. There is certainly a great deal broken in this world that needs care. And a great deal of truth that needs to be spoken to power. At the same time, we must come to understand that truth, as related to a specific perspective, the truth of a given circumstance, as we are given to understand it, is nonetheless a limited matter. That truth is not sweeping. I hear people say, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't this just happen? Why didn't that just happen? And, I re- and as I listen to the ones who are reasoning their way to a better outcome in things that have already happened, I'm very clear that these people that can see an easy way to make a better outcome, didn't have the same front-loading that the people did they're wondering about. 
We may believe that we have absolutely the most well-reasoned view possible, but I believe it will not carry us to the solutions without first moving through a transcendent place. Something that gets above both views so that it can understand both views. Not just think it understands both views or think it understands what the other view ought to be. Transcending is exceeding usual limits, right? Ram Dass wrote, when you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees. And some of them are bent, and some of them are straight, and some of them are evergreens, and some of them are whatever. And you look at the tree and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that it didn't get enough light, and so it turned that way. And you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. The minute you get near humans, you lose all that. And you're constantly saying, you're to this or I'm to this. That judging mind comes in, and so, Ramdas says, I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just the way they are. I can think of people in my life that's difficult to do. During the more than 25 years that I've been a part of this congregation, I've heard us on numerous occasions sing songs rooted in the gospel tradition of black America. And with some consistency, they seem to come out peppy sounding. (laughs) Moving along at a somewhat joyful clip. Now, as I thought about having Mahalia Jackson sing for our candle lighting this morning, I thought about the strong, steady, deliberate pace of those musical pieces. I reflected on the possibility that those who wrote them walked everywhere they ever went in their lives, day in and day out, from well before the rooster crowed in the morning to well after the sun had uh, gone to rest for the night. The need to feel assured that somewhere all of the pain and abuse and suffering would come to an end and that the labors would be rewarded. We typically do not sing those songs in a manner that demonstrates any real understanding of the lives from which they have sprung. Would you agree? I mean, and this is something that we've incorporated into our lives. It's, it's, it's a piece 
of, an, of culture that um, we're trying to share. But we're not hearing it. If something that simple and that, that we're already comfortable with is that easy to misunderstand. What about other things in other cultures that we don't have nearly that kind of insight on? We are where we are. Our experience is our experience, and we can't change that. Our filters, our understandings, our blind spots, our preferences, our comfort zones, our capacities are as they are. Yours are not mine, and mine are not yours. Still, to in any way resolve the divisions that have been part of the human interaction since the dawn of time, we will have to move beyond the dichotomy of us and them. I mean, the tug of wars go until the ropes break. Tensions escalate until there's uh, something that stops it. To do that, we'll have to achieve getting to the long view. Somehow. Only from there will the bonds that keep us apart be removed. We must be ready to hear. Before we will have the heart to try, we will have to believe in something positive and larger than our current dilemmas or narrow choices. I just see no matter how bright people are, how well informed they are, how much information our computers can hold, it's still information that we know. And how limited that is. If we consider our senses as only being five, maybe six, and that there are levels of, of not just matter, but energy and, and other realities that we probably can't comprehend yet, if we consider the possibility of those things and understand that the, the solutions can be massive paradigm shifts, it behooves us to try to reach a spot where we're at least shedding the box. Not filling it up with something else.
And I would suggest that that's the longer view. And I would suggest that that is the space from which direct experience of the transcending mystery and wonder is most readily available. We have to develop the willingness to step outside of our culturally formulated and cultivated views and experiences so that we might begin to fathom how others have arrived at the point, their points of view, their understandings, their behaviors, their reactions that they have that, uh, that are initially unimaginable to us. Whoever they happens to be for us. And we must develop whatever disciplines work with our individual capacities to carry us out beyond our assumptions and our programming to the longer view. 